Hello, sick and twisted people of the world. My name is David Michael. And I am Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. How's it going, Michael? Good, David. So, you know, we don't name the episodes before we start, right? I don't know if many people know that. You know, we you think of them usually the day before you publish it. Um, it's usually based on whatever we talk about the most. Right. So, um, this one has a, a little bit of an ass feel to me. So, <laughs> we, might, we might need to <laughs> figure that out when we, when we get to it. So. All right. First, I want to start off with somebody mentioned to me last week, you and I have both talked about not really doing Christmas decorations, that maybe that big six foot penis you should put out on your lawn as your like blow up Santa. We actually had a Santa hat on it it. once for for a few minutes. It was funny and then it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you do that on the street, it's also illegal until you. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about it was it was in my living room and my living room there's a big patio door out into my backyard. And then I have two neighbors behind me and they're both two-story homes and they can both see into my living room from their bedrooms. And we realized a couple of days ago that the only thing they could really see was a big six-foot penis. Did you wonder why your neighbor was trying to lick your window? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, got, we, we, uh, we had to relocate the penis. Okay. Then the other question i have and this doesn't have to do anything with a prior episode though i think you have mentioned this once before Mm -hmm. um why did i get a cat butt calendar for christmas (laughs) (laughs) you got it already Uh, yes i don't know i I just thought it was pretty funny i was doing my gag gift shopping and you had talked about uh many many episodes ago getting two two cats uh for your for your household uh although i from what I remember, you wanted a dog, but you didn't really have a say in the matter. So, No, I did have I a say. The say was no. <laughs> I thought, you know, you could have something for your office to remind you of your cats. Yeah. So um, I got the calendar and I opened it up and I showed it to my wife, which she thought it was funny. She's like, why did David send you that? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, and then I showed it to my daughter and she was like. Why would you show that to your daughter, you idiot? I said, look, Uncle David thinks he's really funny. Look at this. And so I'm like, she's like, what is it? So I'm like, well, it's a calendar. And she's like, oh, that's nice. She's like, I have a calendar on my wall. And I'm like, it's a calendar of cat butts. So she's like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) And I'm like, cat butts. So I show her like January and February (laughs) and March. I'm like, cat butts. She's like, why would anybody send that sort of calendar? And I'm like, no one knows. I thought the funniest thing about the calendar was not so much the cat butts, but almost every one of the cats looked like it had a big pair of hairy balls. Yep. Noticed that. So it was it was more or less cat balls than it was cat butts, but yeah, that's they that's how they, they titled the calendar cat butts. Yeah. Cat balls is harder to sell appears on <laughs> I just never want you to forget when it's time to record our episodes, Michael. <laughs> so. Yes. It's half past the left cat nut is uh, when we know. So speaking of butts, man, uh, let me let me go back. So last weekend, my wife went to our condo in Colorado to hang out with a friend of hers. It was kind of like a girl's weekend getaway. 
and they had a good time. But the last day, Sunday of the trip, my wife got like really, really ill. And, um, she, so much so that she was potentially not going to fly home because she just wasn't feeling good. But, you know, she started feeling a little bit better by the time it was to get on the flight. So she was like, all right, I'm just going to mask up and, you know, just get home. Otherwise there's, there's no telling, you know, when she can get the next flight out. I'll just so, mask up, get the whole plane sick, fly home. <laughs> <laughs> um, she thinks she had food poisoning. So, cause they literally, gotcha. they went Did out to eat for? the night they were in Colorado. I was not there. They went out to eat the night before, and then she kind of woke up just really ill. So um, didn't think anything of it. Hold on. Wasn't it a girl's weekend away? Is it possible yeah. that maybe it wasn't the food, but all the fluid that washed down the food maybe <laughs> that made her not I'm feel sure too good in that morning? There was plenty of imbibing on that uh, trip for sure. But anyway, so she gets home and uh, on Sunday night, and she's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not feeling so good. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm like, all right, fine. Next day, she's like, I feel great and feel better. Whatever it was is past. Um, so she's like, now you can, like, give me a hug and a kiss. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? She's like, trust me, I'm fine. <laughs> so all right, hug and a kiss. Wednesday morning, I wake up <laughs> violently ill, violently in the sense that I'm now peeing out of my asshole. Uh, I, I literally cannot, <laughs> I cannot keep anything in my stomach and it all turns to liquid and it all comes out with force <laughs> through my rectum. Uh, that was the entire day on Wednesday. I was literally Jeez. peeing out of my ass the entire day. I slept 20 hours on Wednesday and it wasn't until I woke up this morning where I was actually back amongst the living. So I had a pretty rough few days. Yeah. So was it coming out both ends or just the backside? Just the backside. So did I ever tell you about the time, the first time my son got the uh, diarrhea? Did I ever tell you this story? No. How old was he? He was, he was maybe five or six. All right, so he was potty he, trained at least. He was potty trained, right? So he went, oh, yeah, he had probably the shits like that many times when he was a baby. But as a, as a kid who now goes to the bathroom himself, the first time he had it, he goes he goes into the bathroom. And he had already said he didn't feel great. So he goes into the bathroom. So I was close enough to hear him. Um, and he is full-on diarrhea shitting, right? And hopefully people aren't listening to this while they're eating. But he is full diarrhea shitting. But the funniest thing to me was because he would he would fart and liquid shit. And then in the same time, he was yelling, yelling to himself, to nobody else. Why is this happening? Why is it coming out like this? Why can't I stop? Why every time I fart, it's liquid? So I'm in the hallway. Like, I feel bad for the guy, but I'm in the hallway laughing my fucking ass off because he's lost his, he's completely lost his mind while he's taking, while he's taking this shit. So I explained to him later what happened. I gave him some, like, oh, Pepto-Bismol and stuff like that. But it was such a funny situation to hear a little kid yelling like that. Because it was the first time they were experiencing it and didn't know what the hell was going on. Ironically, I saw someone wearing a t-shirt the other day that said, never trust a fart. And uh, truer words have not been spoken when you have diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> never, right. ever trust a fart. <laughs> yeah, I've actually told my son a couple times that. Like when he said, oh, my stomach doesn't feel good. I'm like, 
you better be careful, buddy. Like sometimes, sometimes fart doesn't come alone. <laughs> it doesn't get a nickname shart for nothing. Right? So. Oh man, this episode went to shit in three minutes in. Oh, oh, come on. Too easy. Unintended. Too easy. I like it, but too easy. Too easy. So, um, what would you consider the world's saddest engagement that you could do? Uh, engagement meaning getting engaged to be married? Like, no, with like music and concert and stuff like that. Let's let's go with that. An artistic endeavor? Sure. Um, I think we talked about about it last week. The uh, the fluffer gals has got to be probably <laughs> top of my list. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that, is, that that true true to power. That is a bad gig, but. Um, <laughs> No, you don't so get to be in the movie. Yeah. You don't get paid what the stars are getting paid to be in the movie. You're in the background, and you got to keep some old hairy guy hard while uh, he's waiting for the the director to say action. You basically get paid in dicks. <laughs> uh, how many dicks did you stroke today? That was four. Okay, so you, you get a hundred bucks. Was it four or three? Because I'm not giving you extra. Um, so this weekend, I witnessed what I consider the world's saddest musical engagement. So I go to see my mom in the nursing home. They're having a Christmas party. This guy comes in and he is, brings his little personal piano, sets it up, gets in the front of the room. And again, a reminder for people who may or may not know, my mom has very severe Alzheimer's and she's on the floor that is the highest memory care floor. So it's starting to have it floor one, in the middle of it floor two, full-blown Alzheimer's, far along floor three. So the guy comes in, he sets up in the front. And so basically, basically this guy has a gig that he plays and it doesn't seem to matter if it's at a kid's birthday party, a 50th wedding anniversary, or in an Alzheimer's community. It's the same so set list. <laughs> it's the same set list, the same approach, everything. So he starts playing and he's like, he, he's talking about songs and movies and, and he's doing things like, you know, he's playing uh, a song from Casablanca, let's say. And he's playing in like in the middle. He's like, come on, people, you know the song, right? Like, come on, sing along with me. And then he's like, all right, all right. And then when he finishes, he's like, do you know what movie that's from? He's like, come on, somebody here's got to know what movie that's from. So it, it is his normal playlist <laughs> that he would do at any other place. I just thought it was so fucking sad. And then every time, like, clearly nobody's answering him because it's like the most they're going to say, and maybe keeping with the shit theme is I just shit myself. <laughs> they, he, they would just stare at him and he would be like, that's right. That's right. You're right. This was a Frank Sinatra song. You're right. He played it in about 1970. And I, I turned to my dad and I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't bear this. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> so after a few minutes of that, I, I had to get out of there. So Well, clearly he's not selling out madison square garden so i mean you got to start somewhere <laughs> and he's not selling three, out alzheimer's room three like forget about four three garden. of the memory care facility is 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 you know it's you got to get your got to get your kicks somewhere oh, do you Jesus. think when he talks to his other musician friends he's like what did you do this weekend uh, kids <laughs> birthday party hey i played an alzheimer's wing this weekend <laughs> no he gig. probably said i i played to a sold out crowd <laughs> <laughs> Or you could they think were of it this way. They, <laughs> they were, were speechless. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were speechless. Uh, you could think of it this way. It's probably one of the best gigs because if he screws up, no one's going to remember. Oh, but I'm bumped. 
So I'm brushing my teeth the other day. And uh, actually, let's go back a couple weeks. I'm brushing my teeth a couple weeks ago. And the toothpaste tube, right? This is old school tube, not like the, the fountain things or any of the new style things they have, right? Just your plain old like toothpaste tube been around since the 1950s. Uh, I'm squeezing it and it's getting pretty far up there to like, you know, this thing's going to be done soon. So I'm already getting excited about like what, you know, toothpaste I'm going to get next because I like to change it up a little bit, right? Do you use different toothpastes? I try and change it up every once in a while. Like we usually get like whatever at Costco, so like they'll have a three pack, a five pack or whatever. But when we run out, I'm like, all right, let's, you know, try to change it up a little bit. Anyways, I'm getting all excited that it's towards the end of this tube, right? And uh, every day I'm like, all right, almost done, almost done. Fucking two, three weeks later, I am still at the end of this goddamn tube and it is still going. And I, I shit you not, I probably have at least another two weeks worth of toothpaste in this thing. Every time I squeeze it, something else comes out. Like, why can't they put ice cream in toothpaste tubes? Because that shit would last for fucking ever. Like Go-Gurts. Um, <laughs> so first of all, I'd like you to squeeze. I would like you to isolate that comment of I squeezed and stuff came out. I would like that isolated. <laughs> Throw that in the beginning of the episode. It was so, me couple Wednesday things, on the bowl. Yeah, a couple things about toothpaste. So first of all, I don't know how the fuck you just switch over and over. Like I, I would have to think they always talk about smokers, soda drinkers, and I'm going to put fucking toothpaste up there as people who have like brand loyalty. So are you also switching between like fresh mint and the paste and shit like that? Or is it just whatever catches your fancy, you grab and you go? Um, I, no, I don't change it up. Like you, you'll never see like bubblegum flavored toothpaste, right? Um, I tend to go with whatever has like the latest teeth whitening solution that's out there. None of them fucking work because they don't sit on your teeth long enough to actually whiten, but all of them claim some level of whitening. But my only requirement is that it's mint. It's got to be mint. If it's not mint, then I could care less. But, um, yeah, as long as it's mint and it's got some level of whitening in it, I don't give a shit. I'm not picky. That's fucking insane. That just seems like something. You get one, you like it, you stick with it. We once by accident bought the paste one, not the like cool mint or fresh mint one. Mm -hmm. And we gave it away. We gave, oh, really? It was like a three pack type thing. We just gave it away. We gave well, it that doesn't cousin. surprise like, me because when you guys came over and stayed at my house, you didn't like my toilet paper. So you went out to the store and you bought your own fucking toilet paper. <laughs> well, here's the thing, hysterical. right? So before people say... It, First of all, it's not it's not our my family, it's me. Um, <laughs> before anybody complains like, oh, David's toilet paper wasn't soft enough. Were you expecting three ply or four ply? No, that was the problem, actually. <laughs> it was it was basically a cloud on a roll, and half of it stays in your ass when you're done. I was like, no fucking way. I hate that kind of toilet paper. My wife likes it. My kids like it. Oh, yeah, my wife loves they, it. She says it's they've like they've been broken it's like, now because I'm like, like wiping with clouds. I'm, I'm like, here's the deal. One, I'm paying for it. Two, I'm the one <laughs> buying it. Three, I'm buying the toilet paper I like. So I buy that actual Scott's single ply. Though during the oh, pandemic. Oh, that's that 60 grit sandpaper shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, it's it's 40 grit. I think that's less. <laughs> because during the pandemic, we bought some Scott's paper, some Scott's toilet paper online. That was fucking 100 grit. <laughs> I thought it was the same thing. It was not the same thing. <laughs> Um, but uh, I, we've gotten too far away. We've gotten away from the mouth and, and ended up back at the back ass. Back to again. the ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. This, I, this I, episode, these episodes just name themselves. <laughs> yeah. This is sponsored by Scott's Tissue. 
Um, <laughs> so before I we get away from the toothpaste thing, one of the most amazing facts, and everybody after they listen to this episode, the next time they're brushing their teeth, I guarantee they'll look. Toothpaste actually has a poison control number on it. Something you intentionally put in your mouth has a poison control number on it. And there's a comment that says something to the effect of, if you swallow more than a pea-sized amount, contact poison control. Oh, what Jesus. do you think of that? Yeah. I, I know people that that's their form of breath freshener. They swallow whatever's left of their, their toothpaste. So, geez, that, that's pretty scary, actually. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things that, like, look, I get that being on shoe polish. <laughs> like, <laughs> You want to write that on the side of a shoe polish? If you have more than a scoop of the shoe polish, you could die. Call poison control. But the fact that it's on something you actually put in your mouth is fucking shocking to me. <laughs> uh, I got to so. agree with that. All right. So it is eggnog. Speaking of putting it in your mouth. Hey, you. It is eggnog season, right? I fucking love eggnog. Why? Why is this only out once a year? I don't understand this. I don't know. I'm okay with it. Maybe when I was younger, I would, I could probably do it all year long, but it's definitely something that like, you know, November rolls around, boom, I'm buying the eggnog. Right. And, and I'm buying the boozy eggnog. I'm buying regular eggnog and adding rum to it. Like I'm doing all the shit. Right. Um, but after like, you know, mid December, even by the time Christmas rolls around, I'm pretty much done with the eggnog. I'm ready to move on. But look, why? Like I, I equate it to like, Somebody telling me you can't have a coffee at night, right? People have coffee at night. What does it fucking matter? But the first time I actually, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? I never had eggnog growing up that I can remember. If I did, it was few and far between. So I never, I never had it enough to equate it to this is only available at Christmas time or the holidays, right? So some, a friend of mine was having a party. It was in the middle of the summer. And he was like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to spike this. We're going to make some punch with some alcohol, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some eggnog and bring over some eggnog and we'll spike some eggnog. And he's like, mm. yeah, they don't make eggnog now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I was like, you're the asshole here, not me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, they don't make eggnog except for Christmas time. And I'm like, you are 100% wrong. Four stores later... Yeah. He was 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And so that's the first time I actually realized that eggnog is only out at the holidays. I, I don't get it. Yeah. No, I love me some. I mean, I even do like the eggnog lattes. Holy shit. Speaking of lattes. I um, So I've had acid reflux for, I would say, probably the last five to ten years. And it's been fairly controllable with some meds. Um. But it's gotten to the point of where coffee activates my acid reflux to the point of where things for it, I believe. Yeah. So the doctor was like, you need to cut back on the coffee. So I cut back on the coffee and by cutting back, it was like, you know, like every other day. Uh, And it's gotten to the point of where I can't even have it like once a week now. And it's so bad that and the doctor's like, dude, if you don't chill with the coffee, you're going to literally burn a hole in your esophagus and you could potentially get cancer and die. I'm like, all right, we're, we're done with coffee. Coffee's out. So <laughs> so I'm sure you know this, but you know that like basically acid reflux is your stomach acid being spit back into your esophagus. Yes. <laughs> so 
yeah, it's not not good for you. Yeah, and uh, it's it's even worse when you burp and it smells like acid. Ew. Yeah, this is no, this I episode's going to be, gonna be one for the ages. The smell of acid over some of the other stuff that comes out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Like, acid that's not bad that's not bad <laughs> <laughs> holiday booze in general i think is really good um like i said i'll add rum to eggnog all day long every day but um they're coming out with some really good shit lately like i was at the supermarket last week and the last i would say the last three or four years i've kind of developed an infinity for like bourbon and 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 whiskey and uh i saw something in the supermarket the other day that was called bourbon cream and I'm like, oh, that looks good. Um, so I got it. And it's, I mean, you could mix it with bourbon, although you don't need to because it kind of has bourbon in it. But um, they were suggesting that you mix it with root beer and make like a root beer float. So I went and bought some root beer and added this bourbon cream to it. Holy shit. It's boozy root beer float. It was amazing. So is this the, is it like... Um... I don't know if you've ever seen the Godiva chocolate li liqueur. Yeah, right? it's is, similar is it that to that. Kind of thing that it's yeah, it's similar to that with a bourbon base. I think it's only like thirty percent alcohol by volume, so it's not like you know, it's not crazy, you know, bourbony. But um, add it to as a mixer to something else. Oh man, it's freaking amazing. So when you talk about like the holiday booze stuff, right? Because a lot of people, if they have parties, things like that, they spike their alcohol. Right. Uh, so, no, they spike their drinks with alcohol. They spike their drinks, right, with alcohol. So, do you do that a lot, or do you do? Are you looking more like these already, pre, almost kind of quote unquote pre-mixed drinks? For, so for this bourbon cream, I tried it on ice, and it was really good. There's a couple of drinks that are meant to be mixers. I think this is one of them, but there's a couple of drinks that are meant to be mixers that are really good on their own. Um, rum chata is one of them. It's like a horchata or, you know, like a rice, like a rice pudding flavored alcohol with rum in it. Um, rum chata is one of those drinks that's absolutely amazing. Like Bailey's is really good. You know, Kahlua is really yeah. good. They're meant to be mixers and other things, but by themselves on the rocks are really good. Yeah, unfortunately, you've uh, just ran down a list of all, all the cream things, things that, that you can't have. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're back on asses. Have you, have you, speaking of the Baileys, there's commercials. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. There's commercials out now that Baileys is like, they're, they're, they're trying to expand their market, right? Eventually you get to a point where you have saturation. Nothing's changing. You're not getting maybe new buyers or whatever. The commercials were like, if you drink responsibly, there's no reason you can't put Baileys in your morning coffee. So like they're fucking encouraging people to just drink all day. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's their, their new job. Approach. That's yeah. their job. Um, speaking of commercials, and sorry to take this right back on asses, but if I see one more fucking seat geek commercial with an ass blowing up in my face, I'm going to fucking murder somebody. Have you seen these? Not only are they on the internet as display ads in between YouTube videos, but they're on every fucking station now on the TV. You got to give me a little bit more because I don't remember seeing asses. I, I, so I Holy know shit. the name and I've seen the commercials, but the ass image isn't sticking with me right now. Yeah, they sell sporting good. They they sell tickets to sporting events, right? Yep. Uh, it's like StubHub. It's like the probably fifty other like apps out there that you can buy tickets on. 
Um, so they've decided some brilliant fucking genius in their marketing department, and and maybe it's working because we're we're talking about it. So I mean, I guess no publicity is bad publicity. Um, this the whole commercial is literally an ass. It's it's someone someone's ass, either a female or a male. And then there's a voiceover saying, oh, I just went to this show here. And as the talking happens, the butt cheeks are, are like blowing up. They're like moving. Like are they, it's supposed the cheeks to be, talking. That'd be it's supposed funny. to be like the cheeks are talking. Okay. Yeah. But it's, they only made like maybe three commercials, but they bought every fucking 30 minute slot that was possibly available on every network, the entire fucking, you know, December month of december because it's everywhere and i cannot watch another fucking ass commercial where there's an ass talking to me maybe it's only a west coast thing i don't know but in arizona it's driving me absolutely fucking mad it's ironic that you can't watch a commercial with an ass talking to you but you do a podcast with one (laughs) (laughs) zing (laughs) that was a shot of myself um so the other thing is commercials in general right so if I record, it's really fucked up. If I record something on YouTube TV, I can then fast forward the commercials the next day if I watch it the next day. Correct. If I'm watching something live or um, on like Hulu that has commercials, things like that, oh shit, you get stuck watching the commercials. I have no choice over it. Or like right. History Channel, you have to watch the commercials if you watch the app no matter what. The thing that drives me crazy about some of these commercials is when there are, say, six commercials and three of them are the exact same fucking commercial. Yeah, and a lot of times, I've like, back to back. Too. So yeah. there's some shitty logic that these companies are using when they're doing these commercials. Yeah, blocks. those are mostly the display ads. Uh, like when you're watching, like, I don't know, not Netflix because you don't see commercials on Netflix. But some of those, like, uh, those wa- those apps that you, uh, the streaming apps, on-demand apps for, like, yep. you know, ABC's. Got, like, every channel has their own, like, on-demand app. That's typically when you get hit with those. But with live TV, like, if I'm watching football or something like that and I don't want to watch commercials, I just pause it for, like, like three minutes and then and then i hit start and then yeah you're you're you know three minutes behind on the game but as soon as a commercial comes up you can fast forward right through it yeah i do mondays i watch the manning cast on espn2 which is peyton and eli covering the game and it's really just them bullshitting sometimes right. they talk about the game in the background but it's really them bullshitting mainly and peyton getting mad at all the calls that these coaches are doing but <laughs> Is it that I actually the entire game Monday Night Football? Yeah, the entire game. So they do there's 17, 18 weeks. They only do about nine. So they won't be back until January. And every Monday night on ESPN two, they just talk over the games and they have guest oh, hosts on kind of and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, so it's great. They tell stories. They end up inter um, weaving stuff about when they played sports and making fun of each other. It's awesome. So that show I actually started pause it and i come back like 30 minutes later and so that way i actually catch the whole game being able to fast forward everything Mm. um but yeah that's been great if you really love football and you want to watch the game this ain't the channel for you (laughs) but if you like the two guys just bullshitting and talking about stuff it's awesome i love it my fantasy team just got eliminated from the playoffs so i have no desire to watch any other football for the rest of the season fair enough well and you know you don't have to worry about any real good bowl games with your ASU team, so you're covered there as well. <laughs> well, they're in a bowl game. It's not a good bowl game, but they're in a bowl game. <laughs> Toilet bowl. <laughs> Keep so the uh, did I'm sorry. Did did Iona College make it to a bowl game this year? Oh wait, they don't Dude, have a team. 
They make it to um, the NCAAs every year. They get their ass. Yeah, but let's talk about a sport that really matters. Oh. (laughs) So for all you basketball fans out there, please send an email to ridiculouslybored at gmail.com. Attention, David, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You can label it so it's easier to read. I know one of our listeners, uh, one of your cousins, who's a big Villanova fan, is all over. He's probably typing out the email right now as we speak. Yeah, well, he's probably cutting letters to send you a death letter. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that because my team is never, ever in the NCAA tournament. So um, with Christmas time coming up, we had originally decided to uh, do this archive, archive box. Um, I don't know. Do you know what that is? And I'll talk about it. I have no idea, but it sounds like some way of, of archiving art. Yes. Hey, you're good at this. Yeah. Um, so... They have all these commercials I've seen and ads and all these promotions going on. And basically what you do is you take your kid's art. And because my daughter is does a lot of art. And she's actually, I think she's pretty good at it. Look, she comes home with some stickers. I'm not one of those parents who's like, everything my kid does is amazing. She comes home and I'm like, I tell to my wife, I'm like, how the fuck did she draw that awesome thing last week? And this looks like <laughs> she took a shit on the piece of paper. Like, I can't understand the difference between these two. But You're the worst. So <laughs> she brings home, a, and she has art class, so she brings home a lot of art on paper. And for the longest time, we were just keeping them in the other room, and they were building up, building up, building up. And I'm eventually like, I'm like, you know what? These are just going to end up getting damaged. Something's going to happen to them. We're going to lose them. You should and send them I into saw, CGC and get them uh, graded, graded with all the rest of your comic well, books. Well, that's in essence what this archive thing is doing. So <laughs> I we stumbled across this archive thing, and so... I'm like, oh, this is perfect. You sign up, pay whatever, 30, 40 bucks for them to send you the initial box. You put all your stuff in there. They give you a really good way to ship it back. Everything that fits, you can get into one book is kind of their deal. So you send it back. So we originally thought the timing might have worked for Christmas. So we could have got like my parents one, but it just, just ended up not working. But the funny thing is, is the system they use. So you send it in. They go through this process of categorizing cataloging, taking high-resolution digital photos of every single one. And they get them all ready for you to look at and create your book from it. So you can move them around, you can change the cover, all this different stuff. But after, so you paid 50 bucks or so to get the box, you send it in, now you wait, you wait, you wait. Then you get an email that says, your art is ready, you can now go in and look at it. After (laughs) you pay this estimated cost of what you're gonna spend, so they make you pay like a hundred something bucks, depending on how many pieces of art it was, just for you to be able to go in and look at it. It's pretty smart. I actually. hate this already. Yeah. So um, that was what I got today. So I was I was thinking about that just before we recorded. So I, I paid it because we want to see the art and we want to play around with it and get this book from it. But you do realize you can thing. just take a picture of the art and then have all of them and then upload them into Costco and then make your own book from yep. Costco, and, right? And we've done that before. So the first three or four years of my son, we did that. We took photos of his art. We also made these books each year. You know, we got them made. And then that was like three years. And then there has now been a 10-year gap that we haven't done it. So clearly we're not getting back to it, right? So we're like, ah, fuck. This is just an easy way to do it. Just like Costco now offers, you can send them basically a box of hard copy photos, 
and they'll scan them in for you. And it's like 10 cents, 15 cents a photo, whatever it is. Look, I've scanned some shit in myself, but I have a box of photos in the other room that I'm not going to fucking do that with. No. So I'm eventually going to go through the process and send them in. So funny story about that. Um, now we're ping-ponging all over the place. Recently, no, I stumbled across the box of my old photos. And so I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I want to send these in. These are photos from when I grew up, photos of me and my family, my, my brother, my sister, stuff like that. My parents, I want to send them in. I was like, but I got a question for you. I said, and I'd like to know this in advance. I said, I know for a fact there's some photos of ex-girlfriends in there. Do you care if I send them in as well? And she said, no, you can send them in. I don't really care. So I, that was kind of surprising to me. But this is the same lady who said to me, um, when I said, I'm going to get a motorcycle license, she said, okay. I said, I'm going to go take the class. She said, okay. I said, I'm going to get a motorcycle. She said, okay. And then I came home with a motorcycle and she's like, I wish you didn't get the motorcycle. So <laughs> uh, I know how this story ends, but she did say she didn't care. So that's something I'm going to do in the near future. Send all that and shit now you hospital. have it recorded actually probably twice. Cause I think we talked about this once before. <laughs> yeah. Plus the memories that keep giving. That's the way. I that's know. right. In those pictures, Mm -hmm. Is there any pictures of me in any of those oh. pictures that you can think of? Possibly. I'm going to go with no. I, I would the reason say why I'm going to no. go with no is because there are maybe five known pictures of me that I've ever come across in my entire life. Like, obviously, since the the modern day invention of, of cell phones tons of pictures right yeah, yeah but like prior to like me being in college there's nothing well i know of the one photo which was when you're you were maybe eight or nine but your teeth were already 15 or 20 <laughs> that your mom <laughs> used to have like on the piano or something uh or the stand-up keyboard whatever she had in the room i remember that yeah, photo but that's gone but that's yeah, gone. Had a little like, bit of a longer hair. Nothing has one. survived. In fact, a buddy of mine, um, shout out to Frank, uh, he he posted on Facebook like a week or two ago a picture of he and I, and, and we couldn't have been more than like eight or nine years old, at uh, Disney World. And I'm like, holy shit, like th that's a picture that not only have I not seen in 40 years, but like I, I, I just there's just nothing like and my wife has always asked me like what did you look like when you were a child i'm like i don't know i don't remember yeah we didn't like so here's the thing right now it's like first of all there's phones so everything you could take a photo of right yeah but the second thing is is you know these polaroid cameras are making a comeback now so people consider it hip and trendy to carry around these polaroids but when we were younger the only time you took photos was when you really went on family vacations birthday parties you took a couple and remember you took Barbecues. it in June. If you didn't take a lot, you didn't develop it till like November. Yeah. Right? And it was a crapshoot. You didn't know what the fuck you got once it was developed. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. So I got a question for you. Okay. What is. I have an answer for you. What is the one thing, if you, you're going to leave to your kids, what is the one thing you want to leave to your kids? And by that, I don't mean like. I don't want any emotional shit. Like I don't want uh, going to leave my worth ec my work ethic or um, my strength of this or I have a good heart. I don't want to hear any shit. Like, I want real materialistic shit. Like what do you think? What's something? Have you picked out? This is what I'm going to give to my daughter. This is what I'm going to give to my son. Like physical things. Yeah, physical things. 
this is what I'm going to give to my third wife. <laughs> Sorry, <wife> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've pre-planned for my third and fourth wives. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about dying, Michael, because I spend all my time thinking about living, baby. No, I haven't. I mean, I have a will and it, 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 it explains how, you know, my, my worldly possessions are going to be split up, but most of those are monetary, not uh, not necessarily physical possessions. So yeah, but those like I look, I have a will for my kids too. My the, my will just basically says he gets half, she gets half, right? Like that's it. Um, there's nothing, anything specific. So you know, I just I just thought about it because I don't like when my parents moved out of their house nine ten years ago, we cleaned out a ton of shit, and there wasn't many things like. Oh, this is my father's this that he got from his grandfather and, you know, I'm going to keep this or like war medals or anything like that. You know, my dad was in Italy and the way it worked in Italy was the first son, the second son served. We call it the Sullivan Law. The third son did not serve. And then the fourth son served again. So and the fifth would and then the sixth wouldn't. That's the way the structure in Italy worked because they didn't want a whole family there. And then interestingly enough. The brothers could could trade. So if I was the third born, I could trade with the second one and say, I'll go for you instead. So you could do shit like that. But my dad was like, I'm not doing that shit. He surprised he didn't end up in Canada, to be honest. So <laughs> um, so we didn't have to do that. But so there's none of those type things. And I don't like I don't really have a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, this is what I want to leave my kids. So I was just curious because like, look, I got a couple framed Gretzky jerseys, right, which are nice. To me, they mean something. I don't really know if my kids would care or not. I mean, fuck, most kids now don't even know who the hell he was. It's already been over 20 years since he last played. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big Superman guy, so I have a few little Superman little kind of trinkets and statues and stuff like that. But it's just interesting because, like, when my grandmother died, she left me her watch. She wore this watch almost her whole life. And it's not an expensive watch. It's... um. But it's, it has the Italy symbol on it. It's gold. She left me that. So that's like, to me, that's a really sentimental thing. So I'm just curious. Sure. I'm just curious if you had anything. Yeah, my, my kids don't really partake in any of the hobbies that I have. So I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything that's sentimental to them. I just told my wife, like, I have a lot of expensive toys. Just sell them all and split the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, there's, there's nothing here that I think anyone would... Uh, as I look around the room, anyone would, would find any sentimental value from. Um, and it's funny because you say that because um, my dad's obviously getting close to to the end. And I'm starting to think about, okay, well, he has nothing, right? So there's literally not. And when I say he has nothing, I mean he literally has a suitcase. That's it. Everything else has been either sold or given away. He never collected anything of value except tools. He bought lots of really fancy tools that he kind of didn't take care of. And, you know, we had to sell them in order to pay for some of his, his fees. But um, so he has a suitcase and that's it. He's got clothes. And, and mostly everything in the suitcase is new clothing that I bought him within the last year. Yeah. So when the, he passes, there, there's literally nothing to pass on. So does he have a watch or anything like that? Doesn't know. He never wore a watch. 
never had any jewelry. If he did, it never made it out here. And you and I packed up all of his stuff in New York. So, and there was nothing of value in that stuff that, that we packed up. So, so, so the, the, literally when I say this, the 250 old lotto tickets, none of them paid off. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I never checked them. So for yeah. people who, who ha- I'm sure we, we told the story, but when David and I were packing up his father's stuff, we got to a point where we were like trying to go through some of the paperwork, but David was driving out west with him. So he had a massive van that he rented. So we didn't really have a space constraint. So we got to a point where we're like, let's just put it all in this box, all this paperwork. And it was probably three to 400 worth of lottery tickets that he had had thrown around the, the room that we had put in. Yeah, there box. were hundreds of lottery slips, you know, the ones that you get after you play the Powerball. So every time you hear of an unclaimed prize going back to the state in New York, it doesn't bother you a little like, oh, motherfucker. No, because so, well, here's here's the part that bothers me. So when you and I were in New York, I asked my dad, are any of these like winners? And he was like, no, they're not. So I, we looked at the dates and anything that was more, I think they, they expire in like 90 days. Like if you don't, you don't turn them in well, in you 90 have to days. mail them in afterwards. They, they become invalid after a year. Yeah. So, and some of these were like five years old, right? So we just threw them all away. When I got him out here, he was, I got to play the lotto. I got to play the lotto. So every week I would take him to the store and let him play the lotto. And then I would take him back to his place and I would, you know, I'd say, here's your lotto ticket. I would put it on the table. And like three days later, he'd be like, oh, we got to play the lotto. I'm like, did you check the last ticket? He's like, no, but nobody won. So, you know, let's just go get another ticket. I'm like, nobody won the, the, the grand prize, but you could have, you could win a thousand bucks. You could win 50 bucks. Like you should check it. So he's like, ah, I don't care about that. I'm like, give me the damn thing. So I would check it for him. Like literally every week before we go buy new ones, I'm checking the old ones. And after a while, I'm just like, dude, like if you don't care, I don't care. Like I'm not winning 50 bucks is, is not going to change your life. Right. So just it's, whatever. the old one each week. <laughs> no, because he would like follow me to the to the machine at the supermarket and like he would watch me and I hand him his ticket. It was like this ritual. And in my mind, I'm like, this is a waste of fucking time and a waste of fucking money. But he enjoys it. Like he looks forward to it every week. It's part of his ritual. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to take that away from him. It's it's 10 bucks, right? It was 10 bucks for a while. And then I started like having it. I'm like, you know, making it only five bucks so that it wasn't costing him as much because he made sure that I used his card. He wouldn't let me pay for it because he was just so stubborn about it. So um, when I moved him out, there was like a stack of like 50 of these lotto tickets. And I took them and I put them on my desk and I'm like, all right, at some point in time, I got to check these. And they, I haven't, I haven't checked them. And I, I, at some point in time, I just threw them away. But it's just like, you know what? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so you open up the New York Times, page seven. $4 million lottery win from a ticket bought in Mamaroneck, New York, two years <laughs> ago, went unclaimed. That doesn't bother you at all? Nothing? Uh, that's I don't want I don't read the news anymore. So <laughs> the that's odds the of coming greatest, across that are, are, are the greatest slim. thing about buying a lottery ticket is the conversations you have from when you buy the ticket until you lose, right? Because it's like <laughs> what are you gonna oh my do God, with this all this jackpot seven hundred million? I'm gonna do this and that, and I'm gonna travel here and I'm gonna give this to this friend and we're gonna do this and stuff. And then comes the numbers and first number, one. I don't have one, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, I have a I have a love hate relationship with the lottery because 
as you know, ha having a, a parent with Alzheimer's, they tend to talk about the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And my dad's favorite question to ask me every single day was, what are you going to do with the money when we win? Every single day. And after a while, I just got so tired of hearing that same question. I was like, oh, I'm going to give it all a charity. Like my answers just started getting like outlandish. I'm like, because when you first start, you're like, oh, you know, I'd, you know, I'd probably give a little bit of charity and probably, probably buy a nice house in the Poconos or, you know, something like after a while, I'm like, I would just give it all away. I don't need it. What the hell? Look, he lives every day. That excitement that I get when Wednesday when I buy the ticket until Friday at the drawing, he has every <laughs> single day, and you're taking it away from him. <laughs> oh, man. I was definitely not made to be a caregiver. I do not have the patience. Well, at least for all the people listening and who found this podcast, they have won the lotto of podcasts, and that ain't no shit. See how I brought everything together? Everything, everything back. Everything. All right, before we leave... You got to bring talk about something that'll make you shit. Uh -oh. A good friend of mine told me last week that Pop Tarts now makes Fruit Loop flavored Pop Tarts, not Fruity Pebbles, unfortunately, but Fruit Loops. Nice. And I loved me some Fruit Loops when I was a kid, so they're not as you know they're not up there with Fruity Pebbles and and toasted almond, but you know they're they're pretty high on my list of you know things from my childhood that I love. So if you see, be on the lookout for Fruit Loop flavored Pop Tarts. You know your shit's gonna be green from that, whether it's liquid or not, it's gonna be green. Ah, uh, well, you know what? Some things are just worth it. <laughs> just like this podcast. Absolutely. I'm Michael Carter. I'm David Michael. And we are ridiculously bored. Oh, you said it that time. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. I don't want you thinking you know what I'm going to say. <laughs>